everybody and welcome to episode 78 of the run to the hills podcast sponsored by cheer charge cheer charge have been fueling adventures with real food made with real ingredients since 2012 go and check them out at www.cheercharge.co.uk and i have already eaten three bars this morning gary before we recorded i think that's three world record because you just questioned why i was eating a neat natural bar before we recorded and i was off brand and i said i had just eaten three and i didn't think i had another one in me so like you buffed though got the memoir oh i've got my winter warm outfit on because post long run i get the chills but you know i like to stay on brand <laughs> so I've got my cheer charge buff never never be more than a handful away from 1500 calories or a buff those are my winter tips for you. I have them all littered around since the since the bike is uh, getting a lot more use these days. Yeah, cheer charge bars all in here. I got a complaint actually. The Lisa was saying there's an order coming from the from the front front room. <laughs> I think it's this rank well, towel. Yeah, it does get. And then I think once you when you start sweating again, it like re um, yeah. reignites the smell. Um, so yeah, you second need to sweat a... isn't great. Is it? Second sweat. Do you know I sweated so much on my turbo on Monday that I had to. I didn't even. I had to wash the shorts. They didn't even get a double dosage. <laughs> they got straight in the wash. They were so disgusting. <laughs> anyway, how more? The most important thing is obviously I want to know all about the wedding. You never sent a picture. No, I'm not very good. I got told off. Well, I'm not really told off, but Lisa sent me with instructions to take pictures of the bridesmaids because when I went to my sister's house before uh, she was drove to the church, Esme was there all dolled up in her bridesmaids' dresses and I didn't take one photograph. It's all rubbish. Someone must have taken a picture. Yeah, there was a photographer. That's kind of why I... um, didn't do but it's quite funny we forgot something so lisa dashed around and esme answered the door and uh, lisa was like oh where's esme and like literally it was esme all made up in makeup and dress and she didn't didn't recognize her she she looked like that moment yeah she looked like a grown-up woman it was quite quite a moment but it's a lovely day and what you know i was really stressed about uh, doing a speech and i was so consumed with that and then went once i knew I didn't have to do a speech. It really kind of dawned on me, and especially being around there in the morning, what a treat that the person who gives the bride away, you know, it's quite busy. The uh, people doing makeup and hair photographer, the three bridesmaids, my sister and other people were popping in and out, the florist. And slowly but surely, everybody went, apart from me and Dawn. And um, to be that person that spends those moments with somebody, it's, um, yeah, that that was a real privilege. I was so pleased I could walk my sister down the aisle because my dad can't you know he's he's old and frail um and just that she's got somebody there that can do it was um and you wouldn't want anyone else but you gary firm hand yeah dry palms <laughs> walk. but yeah lovely 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 day can you guess what the uh song was that got gary under the dance floor uh s club seven don't stop moving <laughs> No, it's a classic. It's a classic. <laughs> Brian Adams, Summer of 69. 
oh, that was played and I was dancing when that was on too. That's a classic. That's mine. That's mine. You put that on, I'm, I'm all over. <laughs> I love it when um, you see a song come on that, see certain people like, and then they just do that little, they get off the chair, they get oh, up and they start like shuffling. <laughs> <at> the de- <laughs> it's awesome. But the song was Don't Stop Me Now. Classical. Oh, I'm having such a good time. Oh. You just saw it. What a dance floor filler. It was classic. Did you, did you take over the dance floor? Were you? No, I don't. That's not me. It was great, me, Lisa, and the kids were all up there dancing. Oh, it was I love Vegan. a good dance. It's a good dance. I love a good dance. It was awesome. Bryn and I once, I think it was at his sister's wedding, and we, pre-kids, it's important and we danced and he was I think he must have been in his army uniform but he wore holes in his trousers because he did so many <laughs> knee slides we I mean I think we could be hired out we, oh, we love a dance floor and there's no stopping us I think now we're a bit older a bit tamer we probably slightly more retired but there's nothing like there's nothing like and did you have a little drink I, but you know, I toasted the obviously the, the speeches, but no, I didn't drink any alcohol after that. Um, I was super good. I had the realies the next day, and uh, you know, luckily for me, alcohol I do like drinking, but it doesn't really. Um, you don't need for Gary to have fun. Sometimes Gary is there all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, it's not something I really kind of uh, need, um, which is lucky because food is the complete opposite. I can, <laughs> and then when I get drunk, I eat more poor food so um but no it was fantastic no no hangover which is great Lisa had hangover and she had a big run planned which didn't happen no. <laughs> but, see that coming. <laughs> but yeah back to running Ooh, let's have a thing. what did I do I did all my sessions um I did the relays I'm pretty disappointed with my time um that wasn't great I did I'm smashing the strength and conditioning I'm crushing that which is good but, you were doing it, and sometimes you've done it before I've even had like my toast in the morning. Gary's already been flexing his <laughs> because it's half term. I don't have to get up so early this week. I'm a bit more of a relaxed mornings, but yeah, yeah, I'm doing it all, which is good. I think about five times last week, so that was awesome. Um, knocking the miles back a bit because I, well, I've not run it all this week, but I uh, <clears throat> got a bit of an achy knee. And then listen to Brody actually, just do what you can tolerate. And walking uh, is something that doesn't give it any pain and the bike doesn't give it any pain. And running, it's really um, frustrating because sometimes running doesn't give it any pain, but then sometimes running does give it some pain. So yeah. it's not like this hurts all of the time when I do X, Y, Z. Uh, so anyway, I just thought give it a week off um, and that's what I'm doing this week and hopefully be good to go on this potential Bob Graham round attempt over the weekend. I think that's it for me. What about yourself, Eddie? Well, I was a bit disappointed with myself last week. I don't know why. I managed. I kept everybody alive. Everybody got where they wanted to be. And I did. And then I look back at like the sessions I did because I didn't do my normal volume. I made the mistake of being like, so it was a bit of a down week. But then I look back and the fact that I'd done uh, a tempo run, five by 12 minutes. Five times 12 minutes. Don't be disappointed. 12 minutes uphill uh 10 by well i did 11 by four minutes i did my power session on my bike i did two strength and conditioning i did a long run 
and a and a, and, a man, and then the rest was just like easy running. Eddie, I don't know anybody who's out there doing five, ten, twelve minutes of anything. That is awesome. Tom Evans often does five times twelve minutes. Well, so then I was like, come on, just because you know you didn't get like you know my normal hours on my skis and stuff. Um, that was all right, Eddie. That's all right, Eddie. Take that, take that. And so um, I've changed this week slightly going into a slightly different phase of training. Okay. I had a look at my plan this week and um, uh, I had two endurance sessions to do. <laughs> so I've just done one, three at my first three hour run of the year. How do you think that went? Oh, yeah. That's a, especially if it was yeah. a Wednesday. Wednesday feels all wrong, doesn't it? Feels all wrong. But the kids are ski racing this weekend, and that means getting up at six okay. to leave the house, and then not getting back until twelve hours later. So you wouldn't do two because I would like to. You know, if everything was going well, I'd probably like to do a medium long run and a long run. Um, or during the in week. an ideal world, that would be, and I also would probably not do. So I think I'm going to have to do two long runs to make to get this endurance, or I might. <clears throat> Coach John suggested a couple of hours on the bike and then an hour run. Yeah. Do you know, if I do that, that means I'm two hours here where I can be disturbed. <laughs> Whereas if I go for the long run, nobody, it's just me yeah. and um, the two twats, my dogs, by the way, <laughs> and, uh, and my earphones. So um, I'm going to, I think I might quite enjoy that long run. But I did feel um, just leg tired. I think as well, um, I'm tired. Yep. I'm tired, but also running on the snow is just, oh, just non. It's just, I did a tempo, like a tempo fartlek session yesterday and I was working quite hard and I was seven minute, I look back and it, the, the like seven minute, 20 miles, but yeah. I was like that, I, I was moving. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, that felt like six minute miles. I was moving, but the snow just makes, not only if you hit soft snow, but then every time your foot goes, yeah, you're yeah. like, Early, or you're in a so a long run by the end of the long run I mean and you go up it's like up and down you hit a steep bit and I was like, I'm going backwards here um but it's time to start it's time to start building up those long ones and I always think the first couple are always the hardest you have to hard, like bike sitting on a bike seat you have to harden yourself off for these long runs yeah. you get better at them you get better at them mentally as well you get better at just being out and just zoning out yeah. I practiced a bit of nutrition. Oh, can I get on my um can I get my soapbox a bit for about long run nutrition? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, he looks, looks so boring. He's like, what? <laughs> when you do your long runs, do you take on nutrition like you would in a race? Do you practice fueling or do you just do your long run and maybe have a jelly bit pee? Please. Please, if you're an ultra runner, any sort of runner, and you're going to be need to fuel during your race, practice it in your long run. Don't then whine on social media that you couldn't absorb calories. You couldn't. You got <clears> is this something you've run. observed over the weekend? <laughs> oh, just having it. I'm like, you've got to practice that fueling on your long runs. And <clears throat> a long run can eat uh, anything over an hour, really. Also, yeah. if you're doing a training program like you and I do, regular running you're always going to be a little bit depleted. So it's even more important to keep fueling um, and to keep those calories in and not to finish those long runs absolutely depleted. But you should, I mean, you're going to finish them feeling tired, but calorie wise, you should keep those calories going into the last minute. You're going to recover so much quicker the next day for the next two days. And if you don't take any fuel or you just take on a jelly baby um, and you need to practice it. Today, I practiced with something raspberry flavored 
Oh my god. Oh my god, there's the stuff from Satan. I was so excited because it was 60 grams of carbohydrate, and I was like, oh, I could just get this in. Yeah. And it was like um, you know, in like kids' ice creams that you get with like the bubble gum on underneath and then the ice cream oh, and I then the, love that. Yeah. yeah, and that fake raspberry thing on the top, it was like that. It was so disgusting. I had to stop and like Try and eat it. I don't eat it. <laughs> You've got to like try these things. And then the next 10 minutes, I was like, Bleh. so we crossed that one off the list, but trial and error. I could have taken that to a race. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. That's good. Do that. Definitely. You don't um, want to do that on a, on, a, on a race. Yeah. And I'm also getting the fear about how I'm going to fuel myself for the spine over the so many days of like, I've got to have such an array of. Because you just never know how your stomach's going to cope so you have to have a few randoms in there don't you just i don't want it to be just sweet but it's gonna have to be as well i'm gonna have yeah. to suck it up i'm also worried about i've got quite quite sensitive gary my mouth's quite sensitive i get ulcers really easily if i have too much sweet stuff yeah so i'm quite worried like a couple of you know a couple of days in i remember when i joined dan lawson on his le jog record so he must have been like, um, well, he was in Scotland. So he was, he was well on his way, but his mouth was absolutely terrible. The ulcers, like, oh, I'm, so I'm like, I've got to slightly, but I can down gels, you know, 28 yeah. gels, 100 miles. It's not a problem, but I'm like, I, I don't, I think my mouth wouldn't take it. So I need to also think savoury. Oh <laughs> I don't know what you, uh, because sometimes with the savoury, there's quite a lot of fat in there too. So your weight, I'm always kind of conscious of weight per carbs. Um, and that's why you hit the sugar. But uh, yeah, over time, that's not going to be great, is it? Getting the balance right, isn't it? So, But it's really good advice, you know, train. I probably, when it's closer to the event, I'm more mindful about um, the training, nutrition. Generally now, I would probably, you know, when I'm getting towards the end of a run, I'll think, oh, no, it's half an hour to go. I won't have that. Well, I think that's, that's a lot of what a lot of people think, isn't it? But I think that's when it's like actually that half hour when you are totally depleted yeah. is when you should tell. You're telling your body, basically, there's still fuel going in. Mm. You're, yeah, you're yeah, exactly. Being fueled, keep working. We're still moving. You need to. As soon as you stop that fuel going in, your body starts going, ee drying up i'm not gonna let you work anymore <laughs> and then as well when you finish you're not then you haven't relied on those stores you haven't gone yeah. that deep and then you can recover so much better and, and sometimes so, on a like a really long day i think the week we were off for six and a half hours you're never going to be able to put enough calories in no it's very hard i mean i know like um a lot of people work really hard at getting that high level of grams of carbohydrate in uh, it takes a lot of practice i mean i think you need to be being able to do it you're doing a lot of running to have the time to practice that yeah gut absorption show willing as my old triathlon coach used to say the kendo mint kick was my like literally 90 odd grams of carbs per 100 grams it was amazing but i think then also that although i did eat that quite a lot during training uh, about going around stuff but that destroyed my stomach all the practice though all the practice in the world then you get to races as you found out in the book where i mean you can all go to shop but um at least you know you can trial and error and like i know i'm never having that raspberry work for <laughs> again let's crack on with some awesome huge race results. shall i start with across the pond 
Camille Heron broke her own 100-mile world record, now racing as a 40-year-old. She's ancient Masters athlete. She ran uh, 12 hours, 41 minutes, just over a minute better than her previous best. She also set a new record for 12 hours with 94 and a half miles and split the 50-mile distance in six hours, eight minutes. She also won the overall United States Championship event, beating all the men as well. Uh, She was described as going off like a rocket, like a 5K. She just looks like when she runs as well. And I've seen um, footage of her. She always looks like she's running really fast too. Yeah, yeah. I've been a little bit like scathing sometimes of her because she enters big races and like whether she finishes or not, it's like 50-50, isn't it? Mm. Uh, But she's not scared of that. I kind of admire that as well. She's like, my hamstring hurt or it wasn't my day. No, she's all in. She's all in in a like, but she doesn't like go, oh, I just didn't fancy it. This, You know, she really protects herself. And, but she's there. She's not there to complete anything. She's there to win these. When the stars align. When the, when the, as she said, when the stars align. If anybody knows all, Camille, then uh, reach out to her. Look up on the show. <laughs> and then Victoria Brown, 46, loving. I'm reading the ages because I think they're so inspirational. Broke the women's world record for running the most miles in 72 hours with 288.3 miles on a 2.2 mile paved course. Oh, that's just so Maybe I need to contact her about what she ate for that. Yeah. Two point two I mean, just every opportunity to stop how the mental, hey, I'm gonna yeah. let's get her on the show. Stuff comes awesome. in. Let's get Victoria. Uh the mental strength to keep going round. Point to point, I can see that, but going round like oof. I did a race once where it was a, a figure of eight. I think it was the Welsh Trail Marathon, where you could stop at halfway and do the half marathon and still get a medal for that. I wonder on these races where you have that opportunity to maybe drop. In Dean Karnas's book, he had the opportunity to drop down and do the shorter mm-hmm. distance. How many people bail out and just to, to keep going on a 2.2 mile paved course, my goodness, just to keep on getting out there for another lap. That is amazing. Well done, Victoria. Yeah, back over to the lakes for the Loopy Latrig Fell Race and uh, some wonderful photographs out there on Facebook by Stuart Wilson Photography. And Scout Adkin took the win for the ladies in 41 minutes and 19 seconds. And Tim Lamont for the guys, 39 minutes and one second. It was an optional fancy dress and there's some great uh, fancy dresses out there on the fells. So yeah, some brilliant pictures. Uh, Yeah, well done, everybody. This week, we talked to Emma Roper, one of our community, busy mom, juggling life. And like all of us, she loves being out on the trails and fells. It was awesome to catch up with Emma, Eddie, I had a really good chat and uh, I bumped in there, but also on the uh, Bob Graham round dinner. So great to catch up with her again just the other week. Hope you enjoy it, everybody. This week, we've been super lucky to be joined by Emma Roper, BSC, PG, DIP, MSCP, HC, PC, 2021, Bob Graham Round, recent George Fisher, Fisher Round, and now you are training for the Summer Spine Challenger Race. <sighs> Breathe again. Oh, 
How are you, Emma? Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. How are you? Where are you? And have you been for a run today? Uh, hi, Gary. Hi, Eddie. Thanks for asking me to come on. Um, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I've been for my run uh, Saturday, long run day. So I did that this morning. Um, nice and sunny here. So that was a nice one to get out. Um, so yeah, I'm just at home now. Whereabouts are you in the world, Emma? I'm in Kent. Oh, whereabouts? So, you don't have to tell um, us exactly your address. <laughs> <laughs> um, down near Seven Oaks. Oh, no, lovely part of the world. That's dead posh, Emma. I think you all are yeah, well, <laughs> person to come on the podcast. <laughs> no, uh, we're out in the countryside, so it's nice for running. So, um, yeah, just lots it's of nice and, It's nice and undulating there too, isn't it? You can sort of get an array of trail. I was going to yeah. say it was really flat, but uh, no, no, it's no. not. No. no, there's hills, but nothing obviously like the lakes or, you know, proper hills. But yes, undulating, vulnerable hills. How far did you run today? Uh, about 27, 28 kilometres this morning. Nice. Not just a little poodle. Nice, <laughs> nice smells in the back. Um, before we sort of get into the, the bones of the podcast, can you share a little bit about yourself? Maybe all those letters that Gary just read out. I don't think <laughs> Um, and your journey into ultra running so far okay yes so far well so all those letters after mine that's that's all work I'm a chartered physiotherapist so that was what all the letters this were disappointed um, <laughs> Gary reading them out. You were like, I did years, years of studying, and intense, and you were reading those out like it's e numbers on the back of an ice. <laughs> oh, no, so that yeah, that's that's all work. And um, my journey into ultra running. Well, it's, I've always run. I think even when I was a child, I did cross country at school, played hockey, did a lot with horses, and did a bit of running, and then probably. When, I, when my children were small. Um, so that's when I probably started doing more running and I just gradually increased the distance, I think. I remember after my third baby was born, I remember being quite pleased about managing a 10K and that felt like quite an achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, got three girls all quite close together. They're teenagers now, so this was going back a few years. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just sort of graduated. I did 10K, then I did, a, I thought I'd try a half marathon, thought I'd try a marathon. What's next? And I just sort of kind of gradually did sort of did that. I didn't really do any races, didn't really do any competitions, just went out at the weekend, you know, just because I enjoyed it really, all on trails. I did, I've never done any road running, I've never done any track sessions or anything like that. And my parents got a place up in Yorkshire. So that's when I first started fell running. And we used to do quite a lot of these walks when the girls were little and it was quite a mission, really. I think it's about 13 kilometres is what we always used to do. And it used to take hours and hours. You know, <laughs> when, they're, when they're really small, they need to stop. They've got something in their boot and then they're hungry and, you know, someone wants hungry. to stop and someone to run off. And you can kind of imagine. Anyway, and one day I thought, oh, well, I wonder if I could run up here. So we were, we were there with my parents, I think, one year. And um, so they looked after the girls. Um... And I, and I could, and then I loved it. And that was my first run. And that was Great Chanafel, which, Eddie, oh, wow. you will become familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, yeah, so I've been at Great Chanafel a lot of times in all seasons and all around that area around um, up to Tan Hill. So that's where I first started fell running. Um, and then from there, it's not that far into the lakes of an hour's or so drive. So then we started doing lakes trips and... Um, and then started doing a bit of running there and and the Bob Graham seed was sown 
And I hadn't really done um, that many races before that, I think. Um, so going back to 2017, that was when I first started doing some obstacle racing. Yeah. So it was all, it's easy you know, from trails. It was just a bit more fun than just running around in the mud because you got to run around in the mud and swing off things as well. So, <laughs> so that's what I did. And then uh, so I did a few of those and then I tried to, then I found a, a harder one to do. Um, so, so I did that one and I think I got round that one. I really had no idea what I was doing, but um, a lot of it, it was horrible weather. It was really cold and there's a lot of water involved. So you get very, very cold and wet and it takes, you know, so long. It was a long race. So it was out for maybe five hours or something. Um, I did quite well in that one and I qualified um, for world championships oh. and it was quite a new sport then so it, you know people now doing these sort of events they do put in a lot more training but it was kind of lucky and you know I suppose my trail running was quite strong and I was sort of physically strong just from life and you know work and things in general so I did all right and it but I think it was more the sort of the sheer determination of not giving up and you know I will complete it even if I am you know hypothermic or whatever <laughs> we'll get to the end well, what does an OCR race involve is it the same as like a Spartan race are they yeah different? yeah so Spartan yeah that's that that is a, an obstacle race OCR yeah. race so yeah. there's lots of different ones okay um, so and they will have yeah, slightly different obstacles and some are more more trail running and some are a bit more technical um so I quite like the ones that was a bit more running and not more natural obstacles. And was the World Champs that was in Canada? That was in, that it was in Canada, yeah. And it was all it was all quite random. I had one of these sort of moments of you know you only live once, just yeah. go and do it. Really, um, and I had a few things going on in my personal life, and some of my friends hadn't been very well, like really very very not very well. And I just thought, well, you, you know, you can't wait. Or, you know, whatever, you know, you've got an opportunity, just go and do it and see what happens. Yeah. So so I went and it was it was amazing. And you know, I wasn't last and I didn't injure myself. <laughs> so it was all fine. <laughs> um was, did yeah. you go, when you qualified for Canada, was it a mindful thing you were going to hopefully qualify for the world champs, or was it a pure, like a really nice coincidence? Yeah, no, I had I had absolutely no idea. And people at the end um, were said, "Oh, you've qualified." I said, like, like, "Qualified for what?" I was I really had you know no idea. I just went into it doing. Uh, I'd entered the Ring of Steel Sky Race that year, and I thought, you know, doing a harder obstacle race when you're sort of testing yourself when you're cold and wet, and yeah, you know, you know, testing yourself a bit more than just jogging around the countryside. I thought that would be a good thing to do. So that's why I entered it. So it was kind of a bit random. None of it was really planned or anything. And um, so that's how I sort of, yeah, the two things combined, really. And at, at the time, Jonathan Alban was doing a lot of OCR yeah. and now, you know, amazing mountain runner, isn't he? So there was a bit of a, you know, there is a good crossover, I think, between the two. So, yeah, so I did. Uh, so that was 2017, I think. They have the, the, the European European Spartan Championships literally goes past my house every year. Oh wow. And I'm every year I'm like, 
because I'm so scathing of them, mainly just because it's like a lot of men with like this headband on and like more pants. And I want my go. It doesn't look that hard. Like, come on! And then, I, and then I ran up. The, the one here is epic. It's like the ultra is fifty k with three thousand meters plus like sixty obstacles. Wow. So, the, so when it was on last year, I ran up the mountain to like the highest point, and where you had to like transfer this like kettlebell across this um, ravine thing, and it was all packed away. It was ready for like the next day. So I was like, I'm going to try this. It's not <laughs> I literally couldn't lift it up. I was like. Like, oh my god, I <laughs> back. Oh my god, it's epic. But I would like to have a go. I'd like to have a go. It's, but it's good fun. It, it looks amazing. It looks like I think it doesn't look that hard, so it must be really hard. You need a lot of upper body strength. Yeah, yeah. But do you still do, you know, would that be something that you'd still currently do? Enter OCR events? Um, no, I haven't done any. Um, I had quite a bad injury. Okay. The following year, so 2018, I, f- I was doing a race and I fell off uh, and I broke my back. Oh, wow. How high um, did you fall? It wasn't actually that high. It was maybe, I don't know, six foot or a bit more, but not massively high. But I just fell like flat on my back. It was on a rope traverse. Um, and my hands, it was in the beast from the east. It was really cold and the ground okay. was frozen. Oh, and my hands were frozen. Properly and you just. I just dropped like a stone and yeah. Did you know when you've done it, were you like, and being a physio, were you like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it was really painful. And I've fallen off horses a lot of times in my life as well. And you know, when when you're not winded feeling, has bucked you off one time. (laughs) But this is different, was it? I was like, I did lie there and I was like, oh, can I wiggle my toes? And yeah, it was, I was quite, it was quite scary actually. Um, But I didn't really realise, I didn't know at the time I'd broke my back. I just knew it was really, really painful. Um, So I was taken to the the sort of beginning of the race, you know, where they had the medics and everything in this, and I was put on the backboard in the back of this discovery or something. And um bumped across this field in agony oh, wow. oh, oh. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't really any other way no 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 yeah yeah um so um so yeah and then the medic at the you know the medic tents but assessed and said oh no you know you've just bruised it and I was like oh I don't know I have had three children and really I've not experienced anything this painful but I didn't really want to make a fuss and it was my birthday as well. It was my 40th birthday. Okay. Stop it. The story gets worse. Did he just let you get up, did he? No, I did. I, did. I got up. And um, and then my friends who were doing the race as well, they finished. And we went home. Luckily, I wasn't driving anyway. So oh went home, goodness, had a shower, really? went to mum and dad's for dinner because they cooked my birthday dinner. And the girls were there with mum and dad. And they'd made a cake. And I was like, right, oh, okay. We'll just, they probably it's just bruised. And... It'll be fine, and then got there. And dad, so dad said, Oh, are you okay? I was like, Oh, I, I did fall off, I'll be all right. And then uh, he said, Oh, he handed me a paracetamol and a glass of champagne. <laughs> Love you, dad. Love it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we sort of had dinner, and I was, you know, it wasn't late because I had to bring the girls back and uh, get them sorted. They were a bit younger at the time. And uh, and then the next morning, I sort of got up and did their breakfast, did the school run. And I was like, "Well, yeah, it really does not feel oh. right." It didn't. It wasn't actually. It wasn't that pain. It just felt really weird, like very unstable, and just really some like something was not right. Yeah. So then I thought, "Yeah, I'll just pop in and get it X-rays and checks." So and that was 
that was that. So it was really, it was a, yeah, it was not a very nice three months after that because it didn't operate. It was a stable fracture. So okay, um, right in the middle, T ten and eleven. Okay. Um, so and, and so, what was the recovery like from that? Uh, they just all they said at the hospital was, well, basically, don't do anything. I was like. A single parent. I run a physio and Pilates business. How can I not do anything? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. Mom, well, mum and dad were great, and the girls were great, but it was really hard and mentally not being able to run or or literally do anything. I couldn't yeah. go to work. I couldn't do any jobs at home because I was not at work. I couldn't yeah. do any anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just did lots of walks and lying flat on my back for about three months. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, and then and then I had you know had X-ray at the hospital, and then the doctor said, "Oh, yeah, it's healed. You can run again." So that was it. I went out. I was ten like, k. I was like, "Woohoo! I can run!" I love the physio in you. Straight back out, healed, broken back, healed. Let's smash out ten k. And how is it today? Is it still something you need to be mindful of? Is it painful? It's not painful, but it does get stiff. So okay. I do need to. I do need to manage it. So, but that helped, you know. Pilates is brilliant for that, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, Pilates, actually, I did it because I had to teach, because I'm self-employed, I had to carry on. So literally from the week after I, I did it, I, was, I wasn't I was doing it. I was no. I was teaching, but I was, yeah. I, I went back. And because, I, you know, I know what it felt like and, I, you know, I kind of knew I would never get any of my patients to do that. But it just yeah. lying flat on my back and it was, I think it was very beneficial actually. Um, and, yeah, just sort of gradually building it up from quite early on because yeah. I knew what was what I should do and what I should yeah. definitely well, not do. Well, you've got do, that so. connection with your body as well. It makes it, it makes it so much, makes life, Pilates makes life so much easier when you've yeah. got that deep connection. We'll get Gary onto Pilates one day. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about um, 2020 and 2021 and perhaps your Bob Graham rounds? I believe, didn't you see each other on your Bob Graham rounds? No, it was Charlie, no. Charlie Parkinson. Charlie. Uh, Charlie, yes. Mine was, was on the week after yours, Gary. Yeah, very very close similar, together, yeah, very close, yeah. Sometime, yeah, it was very close, a week apart, I think. But yes, it was the same week as Charlie Parkinson. And I'd like, <laughs> fast forwarding a bit, but I... I I'd literally just made it round. I was in absolute, I was like completely broken, really. Then somebody said, oh, is somebody else coming in? You've got to get down off the steps. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'd have had a complete, I'd be like, do you know, do you know? (laughs) This young lad who is Charlie, like, you know, comes and they're sprinting in and flying up the steps. I'm like, how did you manage that? Like, half dead here. (laughs) Yeah, he's like 15, though. He's not going to have kids. Certainly hasn't broken back. I was out on um, leg four yesterday and I was chatting with my friend Neil and we were just talking about Beth Pascal and, you know, Finley mm-hmm. and Killian. Yeah. Like, I just can't imagine how fast these guys, and Charlie too, how fast yeah. they're moving over some of that terrain. It's, it's and Jasmine Harris in the spine. Just yeah. look at, when you look at the times, like what she was doing, like this, it's inconceivable. Let's go back to like, maybe like the square, the seed of the Bob Graham round where you thought, I'm going to have a crack at this. And then maybe a little bit of like what your training looks like and how the day unfolded 
Okay. Um, so yeah, the seed. Well, I've heard about the whole brain round, you know, quite a few years before. I think when Nikki Spinks did her double round, and I remember thinking, "Well, that's amazing," but I'll never do anything remotely like that. Not even one, you know, one lap. And then um, sort of the years went along, and I did a bit more running. And then uh, I think it was twenty twenty. Up in the lakes, and uh, a friend said to me, oh, "I reckon you could do it." I was like, "Oh no," because I kind of thought maybe you know I'd like the route. I thought I'll do it maybe every weekend and stop and be civilized about it and yeah, just take my I time and enjoy <laughs> it. And, and then, so then my friend said, "No, I think you can just you know just crack on and just do." That. I was like, "Oh, I don't know," but you never know until you try. So that was 2020. Obviously, everything else was off, and I'd had quite a frustrating few years because 2018 was the broken back. 2019, I had a bit of an issue with my heart. So anyway, that was all fixed. So oh, I was like, okay. all fixed and <laughs> raring to go. Yeah. 2020, they're like, right, yeah. cancel everything. Oh no! I was like, I need a thing. I need something. So I was like, okay, right. I have a crack at the Bob Graham round. So I gave myself the best part of a year really to prepare. Um, especially living in Kent yeah, and in lockdowns. I couldn't get up and do many reccees. I think I li- I went maybe twice to recce. Before you did the round? Yeah, so I think I went once since the, the end of, twi- so it must have been October time of 2020 when we were allowed a little bit of freedom. And then yeah, it be April of 2021 and my round was in June. But, yes, I, couldn't, but I couldn't do that's anything else. Yes. So I was doing a lot of, a lot of laps of Box Hill which is Great. our local biggest hill in part of the Surrey Hills. So is, it about, is it about 200 metres? Can you get a bit more? Is it 250 metres? Yeah, a bit more. There's a route that's 12, about 12k. So I would do four laps of that on a, like a long run day. And then yeah. there's steps you can do repeats of up and yeah. down to get a bit more. That was most of my training, really. I didn't have a coach. I didn't do any sort of sessions or speed work or anything because I hadn't been able to do any of that because of my heart rate issue from the year before so I haven't really ever done any kind of speed sessions the way I would just progress would be to go longer or put more hills in so that's what I did (laughs) and I just just about pulled it off I had like literally on my Bob Graham round five minutes to spare. I plucked 22 hours out the year. Um, and that seemed to with the reckeys that we did I thought yeah that that seems fine was yours literally a 23 and a half hour schedule or something like that or yeah, yeah did you have that was, was that mindful it, yeah I think it was yeah it was 23 and a half hour schedule and I didn't I didn't know if I was gonna get round in time I thought I would probably get round but I didn't know if I would do it in 24 hours but I was gonna carry on anyway I think some people if they look like they're not gonna make it they sort of they bail out to sort of save yeah, their legs yeah. or whatever for another attempt but I just wanted to to get round and if it took me 27 hours then yeah. I was going to keep going if I could. So, so, yeah, so that's what I did. So I gave myself sort of longest time possible. You certainly did. made it. How did the sort of the, the day pan out? Was it what you sort of expected? Was it harder than you expected? Uh, so I started at six in the evening, which is normally I'm a morning running person. And normally I start to sort of wind down <laughs> on the end of the day. I'm like, oh, it's really not a good time to start. But uh, I knew that leg two was better in the dark, so because um, that's the least technical bit. So I thought, well, you know, that seems to be the, the thing to do. So well, I'll do that. So yeah, it was all good. 
so you know, it's, it's, it's hard waiting all day for a start time going. I don't know if you've yeah. found that as well. You know, rather you know, rather get up every breakfast and off you go normally on a race, isn't it? Yeah, I think we were ten o'clock or something, half ten, so it was a long wait. Yeah, half ten at night, similar thing we wanted. Um, the navigation for us on leg one was fine, so that could be dark, and leg two was was fine too. So we could have had a chunk. We had a chunk of that in the dark, but that then that's what people do. They play to their strengths and where the where it's going to be dark on their round. That's determines on their start time. And when you're a bit fresher as well, I don't think I'd want to be doing you know the back end of leg four in the dark, but in the state that I was in by the back end of leg four. But no, so yeah, it was it was it went fine. Leg one was good. I was, I went, I've been told don't go off too fast. Everyone goes off too fast. So I thought, no, I won't go too fast. Went too fast. Well, I was going to ask so, that. Yeah. yeah got that very classic. overexcited. <laughs> <laughs> so I was about half an hour up on my schedule. Oh, wow. Uh, at the end of leg one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Half an hour. <laughs> I think, yeah. So Everybody is it. It's classic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think because you just like really, well, you know, you're ready for it, aren't you? And you're tapered and you're excited and well, you're not oh, carrying a backpack either usually you know everybody else has got your kit so you feel like well i can actually move quite quick and um yeah, yeah leg one historically is quite fast for people yeah and the weather's the weather had been really dry so it wasn't too boggy or anything so we were very lucky with the weather i nice. had an amazing team to help with the nav and carrying stuff and feeding me and force feeding me and <laughs> <laughs> holding my hand when I fell over. <laughs> so how did you do that? Because obviously if you only went there a couple, like a t- couple of reckies and you're not from the area, how did you get a team t- together of people you were confident knew the route? Did they come up from Kent too or were they local, a lot of them? Uh, some came up from Kent, yeah. Um, and some were local. Um, a, friend, a couple of friends who I knew from OCR actually had moved to the lakes. So mm, okay. They were local and then knew others. And, um, yeah, so it was all friends of friends, really. And, um, yeah, I managed to get an amazing, amazing team of people. And, you know, it's, I just find the whole thing about the Bob Graham. It's, it's such an amazing community, isn't it? It's people that you've never met before that turn up yeah. in the middle of the night on a Saturday night and run around the hills <laughs> with some woman from Kent who's... <laughs> And somebody gets and they're a bit before, and they're all so lovely and helpful. And it's yeah. like three o'clock in the morning, some car park somewhere. Who, someone you you may have met once before, or maybe never met before, and they are literally going to spend hours with you, <clears throat> helping you and guiding you through the, the fells. It's it, it was awesome, yeah. Yeah, no, it's really nice, and it's been hard for me to sort of put back that help. Really, living here and with the lockdowns and things, you know, yeah. I'd really like to be able to help. I have helped on a couple, you know, the friends who helped me. Um, I've helped on theirs, their attempts. Um, but yeah, I'd like, you know, if I'm up in the lakes and somebody's doing one, then happy to help out and sort of repay the. the yeah, definitely. You know, repay the for the yes. And was um, there a point where you were maybe behind schedule and you pulled it back, your Bob, or was you, were you always, I suppose, slightly under? I did, yes. So I did. So, so I was up leg one. I was I was up half an hour, and I kept that half an hour over leg two. I lost it a bit on leg three, so I was back to where I was supposed to be okay. at my schedule when I got into Wasdale. Um, I knew I was going to be a bit slow on leg three because I just rubbish all that rocks. You know, there's not that you can't train in Kent for that yeah. really. So I knew I would be a bit slower there. Um, so that's fine. And then yeah, leg four. I think I sort of kept it up to about steeple. 
and then it all went horribly wrong and I couldn't eat and I hadn't oh eaten enough and I was being sick and I just couldn't keep anything down I was sort of running along I had like one Haribo stuck in the in the side of my mouth about half an hour and they were like have you eaten it yet uh, yeah. like, no it's still there I can't eat it <laughs> <laughs> so um so I slowed down a lot on leg four and then um yeah, I did struggle to it. And then there was this amazing woman. Um I think there was the Emmerdale uh fell race on at the same time. Oh, and there's a lady marshalling um somewhere around about Brandreth or somewhere, I think. And she had this bag of oranges, and that was the only thing I think she goes, Oh, would you like some more? And I was like, Oh yeah, that I think I think that one might go down. Yeah, yeah. It, that, I think that you know, it was saved saved me a bit because then I could start eating a bit more my friends were helping like got the baby food and started <laughs> shoving that in me and oh, yeah it was, it was that was the only thing I could keep could keep down I think baby food and coke but yeah I had to I didn't stop at Honister there was no time they said right if you're going to do it you've got to you know you've got to keep going and they were really yeah. really good at keeping me on pace and I, I've never tried so hard at running in my whole life. <laughs> I was so tired and I just had, I had no energy in the tank at all. And I remember looking at my watch and going, I've still got eight more mountains to climb. It's like yeah, wow. coming up to Great Gable. I was thinking, oh, this is really, really hard. And then I thought all those people had given up all their time and my parents had come up, my daughter, my middle daughter yeah. had come up. She'd been allowed a day off school to come and she supported that last bit of leg five and I thought I can't let all these people down so I was like right <laughs> dig deep and deep, yeah. get on with it so so I did but the team they were they were amazing really and it was very very touching going whether I was gonna <laughs> make it and though when you come into because it was a little roundabout and uh that stopped all the traffic and everything because <laughs> I didn't have to stop and wait so it was like it was literally that tight on time <sighs> What an experience! Yeah, it was. It's really like, emotional. Like twenty-one, <laughs> twenty-two hours. Emotional. Much more exciting to push it to the absolute limit. Make the most of being out there. Your free time. <laughs> get my money's worth out here. Yeah, get your worth. <laughs> I wanted no dramas for my Bob. It sounds like you got all my dramas too. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine what it was like. The uh, you know, as you the, the last say, five miles, which you in theory can move quite quick but you must have been like looking at the clock every second that must have been resourceful. well I didn't I didn't know I think I was really incapable of anything I was literally just like one foot in front of the other and yeah. I wasn't really looking at anything and they hadn't told me how tight it was it you know one of my paces like right just keep up with me if you will make it keep on my shoulder or keep going then you'll yeah. do it I was like I thought I had to do was keep up with him and uh and I did it. and my, it was amazing because at that point my daughter um joined in as well so she ran that last bit in with me and that was nice that sounds amazing and do you think you'd ever go back and maybe do in the winter or an anti-clockwise round i don't think i, I don't think i do an anti-clockwise round i like winter running and i just did the tea round a couple of weeks ago though it was that's right yeah. it wasn't it wasn't nice winter weather it was horrible winter weather <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not sure whether i wanted to stay out and do a whole bob graham and that really but uh yeah I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe a different thing. And which way did you go up um, Scarfell? Did you do Lodge Rake and West Wall Traverse? Or? Yes, we did do that. And I hadn't ever done that before. Oh, <laughs> so gosh. I was a bit scared. <laughs> I, did, I did have a little, a slight moment at the bottom and go, oh, I don't know if I could do this. So yeah, I had a little cry for a minute. And I was like, right, no, get on with it. Sometimes we ask people uh, any l- lessons that you could learn 
And, but it's not really a lesson that you could learn, but maybe, you know, if you could, is there anything you maybe would do different um, for future challenges? I know you've got the Spine Challenger uh, coming up. Definitely eat more and earlier. Yeah. Yeah. That, that <laughs> do you was have my... a, like a nutrition plan or were you going to, were you sort of like just go by feel or? Yeah, yeah, well, I had lots of different things, you know, different sort of food to eat. I don't do very well on gels and that kind of thing. So I had real food, um, but I just couldn't really, just couldn't really eat any of it after about the beginning of leg three. So I had, you know, so most of, so half of leg three and, and all the rest, I, I really barely ate anything. Is that something you've struggled with in the past though? N nutrition over long periods of time? Yeah, I'm not good at eating and running, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's great for ultra running, isn't it? Yeah, we need to work on this, Emma. <laughs> it is quite common. I think to... it's quite common. I think people also don't realise how hard it is. So they're like, they sort of see and they hear about like, you know, ultra running is just a big picnic. And they're like, <laughs> it takes a lot of work to train that gut to be able to take in that fuel. And then you have to go through a lot of feeling sick and not wanting to eat and forcing it down. It's not... It's not fun. I have a lot of so like I can't eat. I'm like, you, you can't not eat, so you're just gonna have to put it in and you might be sick, but then you'll have a clear palate and go again. And you've got to, you know, it's not it's not really there's no, you know, you see all these like nutrition adverts, don't you? And people like jogging with their gels and through the mountains and like <laughs> It's not reality, is it? You just no. So my uh, a friend who did it uh some months or so after me is great at eating and he was eating all sorts, all the way around, and did a great time. Like, you know, baguettes and bath buns and sausage oh, rolls. And it's like, yeah, I would have been there. Like, Gary, you should have supported that one. <laughs> <laughs> I usually excel at eating, and I was eating cheese sandwiches yesterday, running around on leg four. But on the day, all I could stomach was bloody Kendall mint cake. It was really disappointing. I think, I think nerves play a big part in the eating too. I think yeah. the stress and the nerves and the hormones play a big part of food, you know, taste, absorption and everything as well. Um, Emma, you've, you've told us you've got three kids. They're a, bit, um, they're a bit older than mine, but how do you fit in everything with your job and with training and with kids? How do you manage to juggle it? Or do you sort of write a plan or do you just sort of wing it day by day? Um, well, I was until well, I was winging it really, uh, especially when they were younger. I couldn't leave them by themselves. They're teenagers mm. now, so I can mm. go out for a run and they're fine. Um, but when they were younger, it was very much, oh, well, someone's got a club, I'll do 45 minutes while they're at gymnastics or mm. netball or whatever it was. Um, and then do most of my running at the weekend when they were with their dad. So I did sort of have a bit of, I knew I had the weekend a bit more free to to do some running but I could you know during the week was very much ad hoc um but now they're a bit older and you know I can go and do my run when they you know they go off and get the bus so I can do run early or when they you know whenever really so I just have to fit it around work uh, so that's definitely a bit easier and I do have a program now um I just started with a coach in the last couple of months because of the spine challenger that is definitely a challenge for me. <laughs> I know yeah. some people do all these like crazy things, but 100 miles from me, I've not done it before. And the bob nearly broke me. And I thought, well, maybe I need to actually do some proper structured training. And I've got now the time where I could do that. I just couldn't have done that before. So, yeah. And yeah. um, so I'm, I'm focusing it a bit more now, um, which has been good. 
Do you think you'll do anything, you know, all these lovely hilly races, but do you think you'll do anything specific? Or has the coach alluded to how your training is going to change for, for the future, for, for the spine challenger? I, it's more runnable, the Pennine Way, because um, the Bob Graham was, a, was a, you know, hiking up the steep climbs, isn't it? And a lot of scrambling and, yeah. you know, you have to move quite slowly, well, I do anyway, over the rocky bits. But the Pennine Way is a lot of some grassy bits and farmland and the slabs and so it is a lot more runnable um and I also have to carry a lot more weight in my pack because obviously with the Bob Graham you've got your lovely friends that carry it all for you but on the uh, Challenger you have to carry everything yourself which gets quite heavy with the extensive kit list that there is and so I'll be practicing carrying a bit more weight on my runs as well yeah definitely and then yeah doing the sessions doing a bit more sort of um like sort of threshold sessions and intervals and that kind of thing to work on the cardio yeah. 400s and 200s for the <laughs> she went off like a rocket <laughs> she left that race for 200 then she took two minutes rest and then she did a 400 and then... <laughs> but it's, that's been good to increase my aerobic capacity actually because i've never done that sort of training before so uh, yeah, it's been different and interesting, and it has helped. I think keep me going a bit quicker for longer. We're all busy people, my goodness me! But do you have any tips in particular for for, for busy people out there trying to spin plates, fight fires, and train, and be parents and work? Well, I don't know. It is yeah, it is hard fitting it all in, and I try and have a, a loose plan. But I suppose to be adaptable. You know, if something happens and you can't do your run when you were supposed to, um, but I'm lucky with my work because I'm self-employed. So if I get a cancellation, then that means I've got a spare hour. So Kick I'm the like, right, okay, I'm get off. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Quick hours run, and uh, so yeah, so it works. It works both ways. But yeah, I suppose being adaptable is. So apart from the spine challenger this year, have you got any other races planned, um, or is it all the focus on that one? Uh, the main the main focus is on that one, but before that, I'm doing the Yorkshire Three Peaks Fell Race. Lovely, love it. Um, been trying to do it for years, but it's really hard because you have to do qualifying fell races. And when you live in Kent, it's not very easy just to pop up on a Wednesday evening for a fell yeah. race, whenever they are. Um, and then finally got in. Then it was COVID, and then that was deferred a few times. And then it was the race. They had the race last October. Then I had COVID, and I couldn't go. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, <laughs> hopefully, I'll manage to get there and do it this time. So that's um, April, and then the Challenger, and then I've just entered the Ben Nevis Ultra. Wow! Um, yeah, September. So I've done the ring. It's the same weekend as the Ring of Steel Sky Race, but it's the harder one. So I've done the Ring of Steel three times now. So I thought, right, I should really. And do you summit <laughs> Ben Nevis? Yes. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. I'd love to do that. It's, bit, it's quite technical because you, you go, I think you come up along the, the ridge at the back and then you go down the tourist path. Yeah. Or oh, better that way, though. Better that yes. way. Yes. Yeah. And outside of running, any interests? There's not much time really after after all that, but yeah, I mean, horse riding has always been a thing I've done. You still ride? I do a bit. My mum's got a horse, and they live just up the lane. Um, so sometimes I just go out for a ride with my daughter, but I don't compete or anything now. Um, I sort of yeah, I still enjoy it. Um, yeah, just sort of, yeah. How's the bit. hamstrings? Because I did loads of riding when I was younger, and I'm like, I'm not sure. I used to just felt like jump on and off my pony. I'm not sure I could get on. <laughs> hamstring 
<laughs> yeah, they are. Yes, it does give you tight hamstrings, doesn't it? Riding. Yeah, I think I'd have the worst doms if I got back on a horse again. I'm definitely. It's definitely in my future when I'm an old lady, though. My knees have gone. I can't <laughs> see and I can't. I can't run, but I just sit on an, an old racehorse. <laughs> you have to get a mountain block to get up there, Eddie. Oh, I'd have to. I'd have to get my dad to like build something that was like the height of the the horses. <laughs> uh, right, you've got a free weekend, a tank full of petrol. You're going away from Seven Oaks. Where are you going? I'm going up to the Yorkshire Dales. Of course you are. <laughs> My right favourite place. <laughs> and you don't need to stop. You've got the tank is full. Maybe just stop for some nice snacks. Yeah. Selected. You don't, need to, you don't need to go to service station. You can go to a nice cafe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, definitely Yorkshire. That would be the place to go. Last one for me, Emma. Thanks for your time today. Um, I'm just curious if you had any like positive self-talk or a, or a mantra when the chips are down in a bit in a big race, hour twenty three and thirty nine minutes. <laughs> Graham, what was going on in your head? Um, I think it comes back to that broken back, and I'm just so grateful that I can run. And I, you know, yeah. if I'd have landed slightly, you know, differently or whatever, I might not have been able to, you know. So I just think, even if it's hurting, and even if I really want to stop, I think well, I just should be grateful of every step I can take, really. So it's a lot of that, and also not letting people down. Yeah, yeah. I always think that's good to put your goal outside, not make it about yourself. But I'm always like, I can't go back and tell the kids I didn't do it, I didn't finish. They would be. <laughs> and my new thing is like, I try to be grateful and go, you chose to do this. Yeah. Be grateful for doing this. I just did the half-term shop in Cafour with a million tourists that have just arrived into the resort. And I was I was like, oh my God, this is awful. And I was like, you get to live here. You can fill your trolley with food. Be grateful for the money in your purse. And I'm like slamming my trolley into it. Oh, can't find the hummus. The rage. Yeah. <laughs> quite a lot of rage. Sorry, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> and we met actually we met in the Bob Graham round dinner and that was really nice to have a little chat with you there and yeah also a prize winner of a cheer charge um music um yes. uh, when, yes. uh, and it's one of my favorite songs and I listen to it you know when you press your like uh, repeat on Spotify and it, I can't play because God's swearing it with the kids <laughs> but um I love it and I love that whole album it's called I wanted to say because I want people to it's called uh uh Passenger 27, isn't it? That's it. That's the song, yeah. It's so good. And you said you'd listen to it like on repeat when you were running up and down training. uh, Yeah, going round around Box Hill. (laughs) I always think of you when it comes on. I'm like, come on. (laughs) I'm glad you like that. And my children, though, they're being teenagers, obviously, I'm very uncool being a mother and have terrible taste in music. So they all thought it was hilarious that I've been picked as a winner on a music thing. And they all... (laughs) Wait till they hear you on the podcast. Make sure you've got it playing in the car. Yeah. Just go, oh, oh, it's something I recorded. No. Well, thanks for your time today. I'm a Saturday afternoon, so appreciate it. It's uh, really tough to squeeze it in. I've had a blast as always. It's been brilliant catching up with you. Um, yeah, thanks so much. Well, thanks, for, the, thanks for having me on. Should we do the quick five? Well, I was going to say, come on, Gary, it's your best bit. Best bit. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear the carnage going on behind me? There's a table tennis match going on outside. You can't, no. can it, can I you can't hear, hear it. No. Can't I hear it. it. No. All I can hear is the ball 
And then the yeah, you buy <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right. Quick, quick five. Bastard run or full English first? Bastard, I think it'd have to be. That's it. Well, it's it's a whole long day. I probably would have to force down a full English if it was a long day out, but yeah. Favourite running shoes? Um, I do like the Les Sportiva Mutants. They, I did the whole Bob Graham round in them. Did you? It, yeah, it was very Are those the ones with the clicky? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, that's the... No, that's, that's a different... different one, uh, what are they? No, they're not those ones. Or something dinosaur <laughs> The Mutants are really good, but they're not... Are they super cushioned? Well, I don't yeah, know. So... I found, yeah, I found them. They suited me. And I think if it was very muddy, maybe not. But it was, yeah... Are they going to be your challenger shoe of choice? They might well be, I think. I don't know. I also like the Scott, the Scott Ultra. I'm a Scott Ultra girl, but on wet rock, they are useless. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm stuck because I'm like, what do I, the Scott Ultra track is so comfy, but wet rock, slabs on the Pennine Way. Yeah, there's a lot of slabs. I might um, Sandpaper the bottom a bit to make it. Debs would have wore. She would have had Scots, wouldn't she? Yeah, she wore Scots. Yeah, yeah. so enough for Debs. I'm I know good. John Kelly and Sabrina Vigie. I'm pretty sure they're mute. They're Arla Sportiva. So yeah, I think so. Yeah, You've got oh, a good combo going on there. Good combo. <laughs> field. Wild camp or a spa break? Well, I've never, I've never done a wild camp, so I was. That's something I would like to have a go at, actually. So. Go to the spa, though, Emma. <laughs> you can just, you know, we'll, we'll give you yeah, <laughs> a little treat. I'm not quite a yeah, maybe, maybe after the, the Challenger, I'll quite like a spa break. I saw them, actually, on, on the way to Honister Pass yesterday. <clears throat> There's a really fancy hotel that you drive past. And yeah, I could see them in this, like, massive hot tub outside overlooking Oldswater. Uh, Mm-hmm. It just oh don't water sorry um it looked fantastic I thought oh, I could have a slice you'd be bored in half an hour Gary you'd be well like- <laughs> Neil, Neil I said this and Neil was like yeah but you could do all your hill running do all this and that and then enjoy yeah the, the only way you could do it would be up when you're doing a massive run and then you put one of those dressing gowns on and then just yes. basically go to sleep to so be a really expensive yeah. sleep. <laughs> be a good good post run yeah I think yeah. otherwise if you just went for a weekend without having done any running I think. Yeah. yeah, some people have no interest in going up the hills. They just like the the views, don't they? I know. I thought going to say some people have no interest in running. You know, sweet or savoury? Mm, probably sweet. I go for. What's your favourite dessert? Biscuit with my cup of tea. <laughs> have you got a favourite dessert? Uh, sticky toffee pudding. Probably. Oh, classic. Yes, right answer. <laughs> Spine challenger. Roll the dice. It's going to be strong wind or heavy rain. What's your, what would you prefer? I think persistent heavy rain is the worst, isn't it? You just get cold and wet. If it's dry and windy, I think I can cope with that. But Especially in the summer. It's not cold. <laughs> <laughs> you never know on the Pennine Way, do you? never know on the Pennine Way. I think oh, probably no, really. rain, there's going to be strong winds. You can just have both. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You're going we to a spa afterwards anyway, so you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. How early did you start checking the weather forecast? Is it two weeks out, do you reckon? Oh, I don't, it changes so, you know, so much, doesn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, you're two right. weeks out. I reckon they can tell T- a week out, two days before. Well, it's Russell really- had intel. He had a friend who knew all about the weather. And yeah, he's Russell and his friend. Who was this friend? <laughs> <laughs> this guy down the spa, he said, I've yeah. got some intel on the weather. It's probably John Kelly or Damien Hall setting him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank cool. you so much. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Emmett. Good luck with the training. Yeah, best thank, you. thank you. And uh, thanks. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I'll see you at the Spine Challenger. Yes, I'll see you. Yeah, see you on the tripping you up, Emma. It's <laughs> a competitive event. Sorry. You should be, you should be way oh, ahead of this- me. Not on the start line, do it, obviously. <laughs> Tying your shoelaces together. <laughs> Good luck with everything this year, Emma. Thank you. And you guys. Thanks. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Emma, for coming on the show. She was quite nervous about being on the podcast. Yeah. And um, But one thing we like to stick true to our podcast is we like to interview people from all walks of life and uh, achieving all sorts of different things in, in different myriads. It's not all about winning the races. Sometimes the hardest earned medals are the ones that people don't see fitting in the training around life uh, and everything else that throws at us. So thank you, Emma, so much for coming on the podcast. And I will see you at the Summer Spine Challenger. I really enjoyed the obstacle course race and I wasn't expecting um, that. Upcoming races. Now, this is a race that's been postponed, actually. So I thought I'd give it a shout out just in case somebody hasn't seen the social media and they are planning to go to the High Cup Nick Fell race. Don't travel. Um, yeah, I just saw on social media yesterday that it has been postponed. I think it's... because of the weather. Yeah, well, I think it's it's. I think the course is probably okay. You know, it's a Winterfell race, but I think it's the logistics of car parks and things like that. Yeah, lots of things to contend with. I think we're on F Storm F. So what is that like the sixth year? B C D E F six storms in about eight weeks. It is uh, not great in various parts of the UK. I saw some pictures of Worcester and York. Yeah, a lot of waterlogged people down there. Better to be safe. We've got the Winter Witchhaven Way. Yeah. Uh, runs the length of Worcestershire, covering 40 miles from town of Droitwich, Spa to Broadway, uh, following routes and canals. Imagine this is all the undulating meadows. I can imagine it's reasonably flat, maybe some lumps. Yeah. So significant climb up Breeden Hill with great views over the Vale of Esham. I used to um, train a lot in that area back in my Cheltenham days. Used to ride my bike yeah, up to Evesham, up to Evesham, up the A40, is it? Yeah. I uh, And pick up my coach who used to live in Evesham. And then we used to cycle all around. We must have gone up Breeden Hill. All around there and happy memories. Uh, that sounds a good one. Good entry level, probably ultra two. Yeah, GPA and I wonder again and- with the canals, canals and rivers. I wonder how that course is faring yeah. up. Probably. I don't know that area whether that area of the country was so hard hit with the storms. But give us a shout out if you do that race, right, Gary? What got coming up? You're going to get off this knee and start whining about it and do some work. Or? I've been pretty good actually. Um, I, well, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to give it a test today. We're talking, um, I was talking to somebody earlier, uh, off to the mirrors with Lisa to do a bit of filming and uh, be a bit of a jog walk. So see how it reacts. When I have, I often have a sort of achy knee and I go to the physio and the, and the chiropractor and they're like, it just needs a rest, Eddie. 
There's nothing wrong with it. It's just a bit, you you know, you like, you overwork one bit of your body. Everybody's got one bit of their body that shouts when they slightly need yeah. just a bit of a rest. So hopefully, a bit of ice, Gary. Can't, knees love a bit of ice. Yeah, I'm not doing the ice yet. Um, I'm just doing Brody's advice, you know, find what you can tolerate. Uh, more time on the turbo. What I don't want to do is get to a point where it's quite safe at the moment. There's nothing, I'm not really training for anything, but I don't want to then push it too far and I miss Lake 100 training. I'm mocking you, but I think I'm only, I'm only <laughs> admiring your sensibility because of me, I would carry on until literally the limb was hanging off and then I'd be like, well, uh, you know, we, we're all runners and nothing yeah. really substitutes uh, those miles. Um, but I bet you haven't had a race, which is good. The, you know, I did the Sikothpits way. Uh, did I tell you I got the podium? Oh, yeah. Did I tell you about it? <laughs> well, <laughs> well I, they also have the 45-mile event. And the same people who did the uh, Kiel the Docks guys event. So I had this credit. Um, and because I did it all three events, I did like 40-something miles of uh, events. So I asked them if I could roll all of those into this 45 miler which i think is at the beginning of july which will be a last long yeah, run before yeah. lakeland 100 so i i would have loved to have done the 100k but i think you know 66 mile would be too much so the 45 mile i think would be perfect for it that is going to be on the plan for july so awesome but yeah yourself <laughs> Uh, yeah, as I said, I've got another long, another long run or long session to do. I mean, I love, I am an absolute volume junkie, Gary. When I see that on my plan, I'm like, oh my God, I love it. I love long sessions, minimal, minimal effort, maximum time that I, I'm such a, <laughs> I know, I do like, I really like hard sessions as well, but I also just, I just love pack on, out you go out you go no <clears throat> no uh i couldn't care less about the pace or the miles just off we go yeah Maybe. so yeah but i'm going to start building that because i have got i've got 100k at the beginning of april Woo! that will be on us fast it will be it'll be on us fast. So I would probably not really want to be running as much as I am now, you know, stay on the skis, but um I am uh so I probably put a bit more running in, but next week I'll do a bit more skip back on the skis once it's safe to get out because we still got thousands and thousands of people just two two miles down the road wanting to kill us with their skis. So uh next week. I'll be back on ski, a bit more ski chat than running chat and um, carry on with, yeah, I've got my spine maps. Honestly, Gary, I had a quick look at the, uh, at the South. It looks, I mean, there's a lovely picture there. Lovely wide running along by the canal. It's a beautiful day. I don't know why everyone's making all the fuss about. And it says I can, it's a good week's walking on this map. Oh Perfect. Lord. Perfect, perfect. Smash that one up. So I'm going to start looking at my maps. Uh, I love a bit of map study. I mean, I'm not, I'm no um, orienteerer, so. But these national trail maps are quite nice because they yeah, yeah. sort of make it, they make it look very easy compared to an audience. They're a bit survey. waxy. They're the waterproof ones, I think. Yeah, they're a bit more waxy, and they, I think they, they just make it look that much. It's almost like when you get books that are a bit of bigger print. <laughs> 
like a big pictures, a big print. I'm going to start studying my maps. Just keep working away, Gary. And I'm also going to try and get a massage because my body's starting to feel those winter, the winter miles. And I keep saying, I've got to get a massage. So come on, Eddie, do it. Sort yourself out. Competition time. We are running a competition and we're hopefully going to draw or pick the winner on the 1st of March, but we're just needing the actual statistics from our sponsor. (laughs) But basically, can you guess how many chia seeds are in a classic 30 gram bar of the chia charge flapjack? I'm happy to count the seeds and... um, but I've got know. about six in my teeth right now, yeah. so definitely more than six. <laughs> I think I need to work out percentages, then weigh that, and then basically count all those in. Gosh, you're giving the stop it. You've got to smash the bar up on a plate and count. Oh, yes, that's day. it. Yeah, I want proof. I want proof of the counting. <laughs> so, yeah, we had planned um, to, to kind of reveal our winner on the 1st of March, but. I suppose it might be the following week, depending on... I don't think people are that bothered, Gary, let's face it. We'll just keep this one running until we're ready. Who so winners, though, people? Pop over to Facebook. I'm popping the post up now. Um, and uh, and have a have a go, have a count. I'll put a picture of the 30 grand bar, too. Might just be the wrapper after rummage around my snack box and see if I've got any left. Is the mice, uh, any mice chat? Gary, it's learnt to open the cupboard. it's now it's now got we've got claw marks going up under the cupboard they're so clever aren't they they are i mean they're going to take over the world aren't they (laughs) now get up i mean there's i i so i shut the cupboard i put all the locks across it's got like this bottom lock I mean, I don't think a child could open it. i went up to bed and then one of the kids woke up in the night so i came downstairs and the cupboard was open. Oh my goodness, mate! I mean, this mouse. You need to film this, it. This mouse as well. It's it's now, but I haven't seen what it's been snacking on recently. So it's going to be something that I don't eat much, and then I'm then going to go. Do you know what I really fancy? I'm going to pull it out. <laughs> it had tried to get in the corner of my chocolate fingers, but it hadn't made it hadn't made inroads. But I haven't seen it. I've just I've just been following it around the house. I've got two things that made me wince with pain this week. You might be able to guess one. The Norwegian skier in the Olympics. Did oh, he's finished. That? Was he finished? The oh, frozen penis? Yeah, that was the, that was the one. Did you the podcast? <laughs> and then there was Steve's. You had Steve a show. Pardon? Oh, you winced. You didn't actually suffer from said. No, no, I did have a. Bandage. I had a you numb penis that. after an hour on the turbo, which wasn't great. <laughs> 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 this isn't going in. <laughs> but should, you know, should... I said to Bryn, like when my thumbs get my get my Raynards in my thumbs, when you come back inside and the pain of the like the, oh, the can you I can't imagine what that must be like no. down below. The no, pain no. must have been. Did you read he had to put like a hot pack and let it come back to life? He didn't have any underwear on, did he? No. He must have had nothing, <laughs> he must have had no insulation because I've been out running in <clears throat> And so is Britain, some very cold temperatures, but you've good, good stout pair of undercrackers and you're all yeah, right. Yeah, I must admit, my fingers suffer um, and I've had kind of frozen eyebrows and stuff, but never my bits and bobs. It's enormous, scary. Yeah, can dream. dream on. And the other one was um, Steve slashing his contact lens. When I was <gasps> 
yeah what happened then we didn't get well like he had to carry on until the next checkpoint didn't he yeah anyway gary enough about frozen appendages um hope nobody else suffers such a trauma this week um anything else you need to tell me we have another five star review eddie it's outrageous i can't keep up with it Yeah, well, thank you very much, Paul Smith. I know a few Paul Smiths, so I wonder if it is... Everybody knows a few Paul Smiths, don't they? <laughs> well, one of them is the run streaker, when he, I think he's second in the world for run streaking, so I'm not too sure if it's this guy, but... Oh, um, oh let's hope it is. Thank you very much, Paul. Inspired and muddy. Love the podcast. Smiley face emoji. Just the right mix of chat, insight, and varied guests. However, my life is going. Your updates lift me and push me out for the long runs in the hills. With all the talk of the spine, I took the advantage of a long weekend in Teesdale to run a section of the route. The weather was interesting. Kind of confused face emoji. Thank you both. Paul. Well, thank you, Paul. That is awesome. I really love and reading thank you, Gary, for also describing the emojis for us. Yes. <laughs> it's a visual, visual and audio. That was episode 78. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Paul, for the five-star review. And thanks again to Chia Charge for sponsoring the show. My name's Gary Thwaites. I'm Eddie Sutton. And let's run to the hills. <laughs>